Welcome to day three at the Day of the Month podcast, brought to you by the Marshall Pruitt podcast with, of course, support from our friends at Cooper Tyres, the Justice Brothers, and this Le Mans week by Genetic Cars. Uh, today, it's all about the teams congregating back in the pits and paddock area and lots of fan-based activities, including the much-loved and hugely supported uh, autograph session this afternoon, this evening, which will see tens of thousands of people uh, patiently queuing to see their heroes, to get the autographs, to get just about everything else signed as well. Uh, we'll be bringing you some, uh, some of the interviews and some of the personalities involved. It's not just the Le Mans 24 hours this weekend, but also the two Road to Le Mans races, Michelin Le Mans Cup rounds, but also an awful lot of standalone uh, competitors in there. We just bumped into uh, Tom Onslow-Cole and Valentin Pierberg here in the SPS Automotive Mercedes JMG GT3. You're doing a bit of car shopping, Valentin. Yeah, we're just walking through the pit lane and uh, in the process of choosing our car for uh, our Le Mans race once upon the time. So, yeah, it's uh, been great walking through here so far. Tom, the Road to Le Mans race, it's, it's become a firm part of the kind of the, uh, the pomp, if you like, of the Le Mans 24 hours weekend. And it is giving uh, new talent, new faces to endurance racing, an opportunity to see this great circuit before committing to the, let's yeah. face it, rather bigger budgets of the Le Mans 24 hours. Yeah, completely. I mean, uh, I guess it's kind of doing what it says on the tin, you know, it's a, it's a route into the to the main race. The opportunity to come here and uh, experience uh, Le Mans for what it is, um, I think is, is incredible, you know, to get this close to it. Um, it really gives you the, the buzz for it. But to get some track time on the Le Mans circuit is, uh, is incredibly valuable and um, something that, you know, that's why we're here. We want to learn the track and, uh, and experience the event and, uh, and take it all in and see how it fits into our future plans. You've raced more or less everything, more or less everywhere, but this place is quite something different. Yeah, it's incredible here. Um, really, the... The, just the atmosphere is is really something special it's so hard to describe and like we're walking around now and it's it's so cool to see all you know all the teams out here doing their pit stop practice but i was just speaking to valentine on on saturday afternoon when the grandstands are full ready for the race start it's just something else again like it really uh it's very hard to describe in words valentine how many years in racing so far so it's been uh, five years now and uh, tom and i've been driving together for three years now um, and uh, he's been a fantastic coach and uh, helped me a lot to improve my driving. Yeah. Have you any concept of what to expect here on Saturday morning? Um, not really, so I'm just uh, going to be here and uh, let it happen. I think that's a wise decision. I think most drivers, as Tom says, you walk out in, in front of this, what is basically a bear pit. Uh, these stands absolutely full, the anthems pouring out of it. But you guys have got one heck of a grid. I think you're saying, what, 60 cars, Valentin? Yeah, about 60 cars. And uh, as far as I read, it's 30 uh, LMP3 cars and about uh, 25 plus uh, GT3 cars. So, uh, yeah, exciting times ahead. What do you think you can do in this race? Well, uh, of course, we've come here for a podium, but uh, it's my first time here on the circuit. Uh, we've done a lot of practicing, but um, let's see what the outcome is. The MG GT3, bit of a weapon. You've, yeah. you've had uh, plenty of time in those cars, Tom. Where do you think it stands at the moment in the GT3 orbit? Uh, probably as the benchmark car, I would say at the moment. I feel like a lot of cars are being... Um, it's a good phrase. Yeah, but being sort of bopped around it. Um, it's a known quantity. Um, it's getting old. 
compared to some of the new machinery that's out there now. But, um, you know, still punching for sure, still punching. So we're still getting a lot of good results ourselves with it. And uh, we think we've got a very reliable known package coming here. Well, I'll say right now, good luck. Uh, track action starts for the Le Mans 24 Hours cars tomorrow. We've got two races for the Road to Le Mans, Thursday and then on race morning, 55 minutes apiece. Boys, enjoy. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. Well, next up in what's proving to be a very noisy pit lane, Rizzi Competizioni with Jules Gunon. Jules, your first time in a GTE car. It's a fabulous start to it uh, with Rizzi Competizioni, a team with fantastic reputation here and in a very blue Ferrari. Yeah, it's quite... Uh I think it's the first time for Giuseppe Rizzi to have a blue car in uh, ever in since he came for Le Mans since the first time. Uh, it's a bit a new 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 car for me, as you say. I never drove a GTE before, so I have to adapt a bit myself to a non-ABS car because I'm used to drive a GT3. So uh, it's a kind of different, but at the end of the day, it's a GT. So it's really close. I felt it and I found it really close from a GT3. Only the ABS was making the difference, but uh, otherwise. Everything went well in the in the testing day. Tell us a few of the differences, perhaps between the big beast that is the Bentley, fantastic GT3 car, yeah. and this well, very different mid-engine turbo V8 uh, engine Ferrari 488. Yes, no ABS, but there must be other differences too. Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, I'm sitting sitting on the right in the Bentley, and here on the left, so it's the first different, and then the second one is uh, yeah, for sure. The car is so much bigger, the Bentley. If you look at it and you put it uh, next to the to the Ferrari, it's a lot different. Also, the engine is the front for Bentley, and the engine is uh, in the in the middle for uh, the Ferrari. That's what I love about GT. It's not like prototype where they are all have the kind of same chassis, same uh, not same engine, but in LMP2, yes. But in GT, you are seeing different stuff. You are seeing a lot of different noise, the different cars, and that's what I love. And I really believe that GT is the future. So I'm super proud to be uh, here for the, for Mr. Rizzi to drive for him, which is such an iconic team. And to do my first uh, ever Le Mans with uh, two super teammates, Oliver and, and people, is something really ex exceptional for me. It is a team with fantastic history here. They've had some fabulous results at the Le Mans 24 Hours. Um, but you are going to be the only single car team here. Yeah. You're a bit of an outlier. What are the team aiming for? What are you expecting from this race? Ah, I think we are a bit the outsider of the of the, the category because we are the only car which is not a, a factory car. So um, I think we have to take it easy. It's uh, like the 24-hour. It's a really long race. I saw it when I won the Spa in 2017. You just have to do no mistake, uh, no drive-through, no scratches on the car, and you see where you are at the end. We were starting uh, 19 in 17 in 2017 in Spa, so it shows you that even the starting position doesn't really matter in the 24-hour race. So I think you have to be really smart, clever, and the traffic is uh, also a big thing in, uh, in this category because it's the first time also for me to be overtaken by a really fast prototype. So uh, there is a lot of things that you have to take in consideration to, to try to make the race successful. You come from a racing family, and we miss your father actually yeah. racing. What has he told you about this place? Yeah, it's something really special for us because uh, my, my passion for motorsport started here back in the day in 2005 when uh, I followed my father in uh, Oreca LMP1 prototype at that time and uh, I really discovered that race and I was uh, sleeping when I was sleeping next to him in the Algeco I was like okay I was talking to myself when my father was try starting uh, was trying to rest and I was like okay one day I want that uh, I'm in the place of my father and uh, today this dream has come true so 
for me it's really uh, an honor also to be uh, taken by Giuseppe for uh, in GT the difference of prototype it's not about money they really take you about uh, your quality your what you are as a driver a person a human uh, how you work with a team and for me that's that means a lot for me than to come in an MP2 and bringing money to drive so that's that's big for me Final question is as they, ro- as they roll the 89 car out, and it does look absolutely stunning in this art car livery, is about the look of that car. This is, this is an American-French collaboration. You're the French part of this. Tell us about the, uh, your reaction when you first saw the number 89 car on this fantastic, what, 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 I don't know what the name of the, the scheme is, but the, uh, the kind of the galloping horses scheme on the car. Yeah, it's really fantastic. Uh, first, when they told us that they're going to do uh, the car in blue, it was a surprise because for sure when you think about uh, Ferrari, it's always a red car. But uh, yeah, I feel, uh, I feel proud to, uh, to drive the only blue car here. First time for Mr. Rizzi to have a blue car. So it's uh, something really special for us and uh, especially that the design has been made in France and I'm a French driver, I feel even proud. Joined by Pippo Durrani. What have you got to say, Pippo? Uh, Jules might be really quick in the car, but he's very slow signing autographs. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, when you've got a, when you've got a small name like Pippo, it's, it's very easy. He yeah. just does Pippo. Everybody knows Pippo. But I'm, I'm not used to, seen, uh, to sign as many autographs as him, so that's the problem I need to learn. <laughs> but that's why I'm happy to be... You know, we were talking about my two teammates to be with them. They are such a big name in motorsport. They have so much experience. For me, it's uh, really an honor to be with them, and I can't wait that the race starts. Well, let's hope that after the end of this race, very many more people know the name of Jules Gounon, and many, many more years here. Thank you very much. I hope so. Drawing to a close on uh, Tuesday at Le Mans, and the shadow of what's been a packed uh, autograph session, and uh, just pausing by the Graf Racing Garage, and Tristan Gomendy uh, here with the 39 car, uh, proudly wearing the French tricolour colours. Tristan, French race, French team, French driver. This is one you want to race, and sorry, one you want to win, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> no, that's that's not every year, so that's uh, that's nice to to have the French team and this uh, this uh, same same spirit of last year with the same team, same teammates. So that's uh, that's nice, and uh, we are preparing the race properly. So it's uh, for the moment, so far, so good. Last couple of years, Graf Racing's had some ups, it's had some downs, had some bad luck at the start of last season, but then we've, we've seen the, uh, the, the Graf Racing cars take race wins as well. This is a cracking little team with a lot of history here at the Le Mans 24 Hours. Yeah, it was with uh, Jean-Philippe Grand, the, 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 the other owner uh, a few years ago, and he was uh, ready. Graf Racing has a big, big history with a lot of win- championship winning, and that's, that's, um, that's one of the biggest name in France uh, but now it's it's a new team it's a uh, new guys uh, new owner and um, and young uh, young mechanics so we have to uh, to work together to bring something uh, all together and it's uh, what we are doing now I think and uh, the team is growing and um, I'm I'm pretty proud about the job we we are doing since a few months you're involved in what's a, an enormous grid for the European Le Mans series. It's an equally enormous grid here at the Le Mans 24 Hours. Tell us a little bit how tough it is right now to be a winner, to be a podium finisher in LMP2. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's like the single seater a few years ago. Uh, the level of the drivers and the team, the, everything is more and more professional every year. So it's, that's that's very impressive for that, and uh, that's why it's nice to do it. 
so uh, but it's tough and uh, and now uh, since two races we we made stupid mistakes but we were definitely on the podium and uh, we could fight for for um, for the championship so that's that's good and um, and for Le Mans it's a special spirit it's my uh, tenth times for me now four podium so I I I know pretty well what we we need to do and uh, first what we have to don't do uh, and so I know that we have the pace we are in a good uh, in a good shape and uh, and now I think we we need to to be concentrate of what we have to do and don't push too much and like every year um, if the pace is pretty okay we just have to stay on track no mistakes and uh, and Sunday uh, if the God is okay uh, we will be uh, we will be on the good on a good position final question is about the variables, of course, the driver squads. You have different look to the driver squad this year, particularly with Vincent Capillaire coming with the SO24, packing a course. Three different chassis on this grid, two different tyre brands, and that's one of the big stories about LMP2 uh, coming into this year and this season in Europe is that Michelin on your car yeah. and Dunlop both stepping up their game. Yeah, that's. Um at Le Mans, I would say really everybody can win. Uh, there is three, three chassis, but the, the Dallara is very quick here. So everything is possible with this car. It depends, of course, uh, about the drivers inside, but the car definitely can, uh, can be on top uh, here. And Ligier did well. Uh, so uh, with the new uh, Le Mans pack, uh, Ligier is not far and, uh, and can do uh, good things. Uh, we could see that with... Uh, with United last year and definitely Oreca. Oreca, we know that it's a really good car and concerning uh, Dunlop and Michelin, Dunlop is really constant and we, we knew last year that um, uh, Dunlop is really reliable and we, we knew last year where we are. This year with Michelin we are, uh, we are really happy uh, but we are still learning and it's not so easy tires, so you you have to stay in the window. And uh, if unfortunately you are not in the window, it can be it can be difficult. So uh, I would say Dunlop or Michelin or um, Oreca, Ligier or Dallara. Uh, I think everything is open. There we have it, and uh, wrapping up the day with Tristan Gomondi, proudly French driver, French team, French trickler as we say on the car, French tyres on every corner as you look behind you Tristan at the iconic uh, podium, the gantry across the uh, pit lane here flying proudly above the centre step, the top step is the French trickler, you'd like to be there wouldn't you on Sunday uh, with that flag beneath you? Yeah definitely, well it's, uh, I don't want to think about it because uh, may it's my fourth podium at Le Mans and three times second. So um, <laughs> I don't want to lie. Uh, of course, I would like to, to, to make this step. Uh, it looks nothing, but it's huge. So we try to don't think about it and we will try to do exactly the same job of last year. And we know that whole pace will be better this year. So if, if all the earth is on a good line, 
we we can uh, we we will see Sunday uh, four or five hours before the before the end of the race uh, if we have to push a little bit more or not. But uh, we we I think we have a good chance to to be on the podium and maybe maybe the top uh, top step. So what we'll say for now uh, with track action starting tomorrow with free practice and the first of the qualifying sessions into the night, uh, we'll say to Tristan Gomondi, bon chance. As uh, the pit lane clears after what's been an absolutely packed autograph session, the teams are getting stuck in with pit stop practice. We're going to just take a moment as, as the high class racing team get uh, to work, take some time out with the latest man to join the uh, to join the uh, the grid. One of the two cars added to make it up to 62, and as for your back with the 20 car, you must be absolutely delighted that last bit of opportunity came your way. Yeah. We pursued it for two years now, and uh, finally we got in. And uh, I'm so happy for the team, for me, and especially Dennis, who really had this as a dream. So I'm really happy. It's a classic tale. You've been there coaching Dennis through, Dennis Anderson, uh, the gentleman driver in the number 20, uh, and through the Renault Sport Trophy back in the day with the, the fantastic RS01s. That went away, and then we saw the team step up into... Uh, LMP2 disappointed last year thought you'd be disappointed this year but just when did that call come yeah so um, last year came as a quite a shock and uh, we were really disappointed we heard a lot of rumors that we were there and uh, yeah we were really disappointed then this year we took some more margin and uh, we saw okay we were not in and when the news came in the Ricard that uh, we were in, it was a big celebration for us and uh, we were really happy. Switch this year to the Orica chassis. you got two of these fantastic cars. But plans still for the Dallara, I gather? Still that we will see those cars again, we hope, for the Asia Le Mans series this year? Yes, uh, the plan is obviously that, uh, as we said, we will enter two Dallaras in the high-class racing in Asia Le Mans series. And you're looking for customers for those cars now? Yeah, the team is looking for, they already have some of them, but they are looking for the last seats. So last seats to fill to, for yeah. two cars. Yeah. And it looks like that is a, pro, uh, uh, sorry, a uh, series that is going places too, but from what we can hear, I'm sure you're hearing the same, uh, it's going to be a goodly number of the Gibson-engined P2 cars on the grid. Yeah, um, this year we were, I, I was in the Ligier with the, the old generation and the uh, I think the Asian tracks with the new generation will be mega. So tell me now, you've been uh, around this track in the test day, you've had the, your first opportunity to sample the full Le Mans circuit. From your point of view as a professional driver that knows how to hustle these cars, just how much fun is this going to be? Well, it's, it's mega. Uh, I believe there's only one, one track you can ca compare this with, and this is a Nürburgring Nordschleife. Except for that, there's no place like this. As they go through another cycle of this, the, uh, high, you're putting the high-class racing guys through, so, through some practice for this one. Just how much preparation does it take uh, to get ready, and particularly in the late notice you've had? What's involved in terms of the administration, the engineering, the logistics of this? So the teams and the mechanics, they are all full-time employed and they are practicing every day, pit stops and uh, nose change, uh, re-end change every day for, for lunch. So uh, they are on it always and um, it's more mostly administration uh, 
yeah, work for the team managers and all this. And uh, for the boys, it's the same. If they change wheels here in Le Mans or in uh, LMS, so they are ready and they are on it, I see. It's a cheeky question, but we're going to ask it anyway. This is not a cheap event to actually come to and to put a car like this through. Lots of cost centres, if you like, for a car like this. Just what does a team like High Class Racing have to invest in doing this properly? So... I don't think it's uh, too expensive when you already have the program. So you have the car, you have all the... You have the crew in in place. You have everything in place. So to do this event, it's uh, just the entry fee, some fuel, engine, running running parts mainly. So it's obviously high numbers, but uh, I think it's it's not too bad when you have everything. And uh, it's more if you need to do it uh, as a one-off. It's uh, incredibly expensive. And how many guys on the team? We are eight people full time, and uh, for Le Mans we are sixteen. And a new addition to the team this time out, Matthias Besch, joining you from Rebellion Racing, uh, and a man that knows how to go around this place and finish the race. A man that knows how to finish well up in this race. Yeah, I think you've been to the podium five times out of six or seven, so uh, it's a pretty good uh, statistic that we don't want to ruin. So uh, we will uh, give it all. Now, I think I know you well and there's to know what the answer to this question is going to be from your point of view, but I'm going to ask you for two answers. I'm going to ask you what success at the Le Mans 24 Hours in your first time here with the team looks like for you. And I'm going to ask you separately for the team. So, for, for, the, for the team, I really want uh, to, to have a clean, clean, clean experience. And uh, we should get... Uh, we should get a good race to go through the without any mistakes, and um, I think we—it's mostly about getting a clean race because I'm sure the pace will be great. So um, this is uh, the main thing to focus on. But moving forward, you're not going to be satisfied in your career until you've stood on that top step of the podium, are you? Well. It's a dream, obviously, and uh, I'm sure that uh, it can be achieved if we perform the way that we know we can. And uh, if things go our way, it's it's very likely to happen someday. Cars hit the track tomorrow uh, for free practice of the first qualifying session and what's been very mixed weather uh, so far this week at the 124 Hours. Anders and High Class Racing, very good luck. Well, that's it from day three, the day at Le Mans. The Marshall Pruitt podcast brought to you once again, of course, by Cooper Tyres and our friends at the Justice Brothers. And this week at the Le Mans 24 Hours by Janetta Cars with exciting news to come from the boys and girls at Garforth in West Yorkshire later on this week. Tomorrow it gets serious. Tomorrow the cars hit the track for the first time. Uh, in this race week and it's fair to say that just about everybody up and down pit lane is just gagging for that opportunity there'll be a free practice session the first of the qualifying sessions taking us into uh, darkness uh, and what's been again uh, a day with mixed weather conditions it looks like we're going to get that much of the rest of the week though moment race looking as if we might get rather drier weather Uh, but it's the uh, the weather forecast changing by the minute it seems we'll be back with you tomorrow for the fourth day at Le Mans and then a bit of a special 
uh, we hope on Friday with a little bit of a different feel to the weekend sports cars with me Graham Goodwin and my partner in crime at Daily Sports Car Racer.com Stephen Kilby for now good night